The Women Like You podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first Australians and traditional custodians of the land where we live, work and exercise. You don't need to invest in a whole heap of gear. You just don't need to spend thousands of dollars to start to introduce a little bit of fitness into your life. I got out of the water. I collapsed. I was shaking. I was so terrified. It was one of the dumbest things I have ever done in the name of trying to get fit. Hello and welcome to Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab. I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah. I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And we're a couple of lifelong exercise sloths who have tried just about everything in the name of fitness. We've tried most of the fads. Yep, we've wasted so much money on gym memberships and fitness subscriptions we didn't use. Oh, it's an embarrassing amount of money. (laughs) And none of it stuck. Until recently, we actually worked out a way to create a daily exercise habit And we've managed to keep it up. But in order to get to that point, we tried a hell of a lot of stupid things that didn't work. And we're going to share some of those with you today. (laughs) Oh, God, so stupid. (laughs) Yes. I want to hear about your dumb things. (laughs) Show me your dumb things. I love that. I love that, you know, iconic Paul Kelly song. I've done all the dumb things. I've done all the dumb things. Oh, it's been in my head all day. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Paul. Love you, Bob Dylan. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, PK. Um, Look, when it comes to dumb things, Sarah, yes, we we have done them. We have done them. All right, I'll start. I want to... We'll go, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go our kind of top three because there's a lot, and we this podcast would go for hours if we tried to, to go through it all. Coming in at like in the bronze medal position is I once did a ten kilometer fun run with no training, no fitness whatsoever. I had done no running at all, but I did a ten kilometer fun run. So it, you know, number one, doing that without any. <laughs> Any training case is, is really dumb. Yes. <laughs> really dumb. And I also did it with one of the worst colds I'd had in my entire life. Like I'm talking lung hacking, you know, Gabriel whole, <laughs> whole body aches and pains, fever. I'm pretty sure I had a fever right. during the is, run. This is more than dumb. <laughs> Dumb's like you know, a little cute silly thing you did wrong. I bloody got, died. I got to three quarters of the way through and I started seeing stars and I got the <laughs> ringing in the ears and I was like, oh, my God, I, I, the shakes, full body shakes. And I was just like, I have to stop. I can't, I can't keep going. And I had to like slowly walk the, you know, final couple of kilometres, which. So you finished this 10Ks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I felt oh, it's so like there is sick. a little part of me that that loves that about you, and then there's this big part of me that's like, Gab, you could have died. Well, I had to finish because basically you start at one point, but the car was at the end of the race. So in order to get home, 
Because you get bust, you get bust <laughs> to the start of the ten k. But if I wanted to get home, I needed to get back to the start. <laughs> so it was it was kind of practical as well. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's my that's my bronze medal. Um, Bronze medal position of dumbest. That's your bronze medal. Yeah, it gets oh, it gets so That's much only better. third place in your list of sorry. I've also got a highly commended. I just think of you as like one of the most brilliant women that I know. So, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I can do Continue. dumb things. No, no, I want to hear your bronze medal. What's your bronze medal position? Oh, look, I think um, uh, my bronze medal. I yeah, look, it's and it's not that my things are less dumb than yours. It's just that I don't think I've actually ever pushed myself as hard as you have pushed yourself. So my like my number three dumb thing is just all of the shit that I never even attempted in the first place. I think I've just had all of that body image stuff for so long that like I would have loved to have done more beachy things. I would have loved to have done more like stuff in the ocean. I've like done one surfing lesson. That was super fun. But yeah, I think, yeah, my, my third on my list, I, I didn't realise your list was going to be so good. Um, but <laughs> third on my list was just all of the dumb things that I almost didn't do because I was too ashamed of my body to have a crack at half of these things. Generally feeling like too overweight to be in a swimming costume and too gangly and, and knee knocking to participate in any kind of group activity. I, I always hated anything group. So I would have hated to do like a fun run because you're surrounded by all of these amazing, perfect, well-trained without the flu athletes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, look, I just think I've, I've not done a lot of fun things, which is really dumb because I was too scared of what people would think of me. Oh, that is, it's such a big one. That is such a big one. I think so many people listening will, will have felt the same thing. I know that I certainly have. And I just also want to point out that fun runs are just a, an oxymoron. I don't think fun run um, is particularly fun, especially when this group of 90-year-old women walked past me faster than I was running. <laughs> And they were all holding this incredible conversation as well. Like they were like power walking, like they did this every day and they steamrolled past me as I was, you know, hacking and coughing, trying to continue running like an idiot. The only fun run that I can remember, which is actually pretty idiotic, but shout out to all of my medicine friends because you all did it with me, um, <laughs> was the, uh, it, it was in, in Brisbane where you would, uh, you'd start off in the city and then we basically did a running pub crawl all the way back to St. Lucia. <laughs> it was, this is like, I, I'm sure it's still done every year by the med students. But you're um, drinking the at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, like you're smashing lagers in between like little, you know, runs and, and look, Brisbane, plenty of fantastic pubs. So there was, you know, you didn't have to run too far before your next lager, but everybody was was generally trolleyed by the end of it. It's fair to say I didn't run. I walked and I actually think I got a lift for part of it. But um, I did make it to each of the pubs because, you know, I'm a team player. Yeah, and I think that's important to tick off the, the parts of the run. You know, the most important parts is stopping it at the drink station. <laughs> I actually think we got to the RE along uh, along uh, Coro Drive there and just like, nah, this'll do. This'll do. Let's, We're close enough. Let's We're order some enough. chips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my silver medal position. This is a great one. So I have done a fair few. This is going to sound, I'm going to sound like a wanker here. Go with me. I have done a fair few triathlons in my life. But I want to preface that with saying that I never trained for 
any single one of them and I shouldn't have done any single one of them. How do you even like sign up for a triathlon if you haven't trained? <laughs> oh, there's plenty of there's plenty of fun like Or that's like, probably easy to do. You probably just give them your credit card details. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, a lot first of them, name, you know, last name, date of birth, boom. You're, totally, a you're in. You're in. Uh, and a lot of them also are for um raising money. So, you know, I've done a few breast cancer awareness uh fun runs, which have you know and, and when I say triathlons, there's a there's quite a few levels of triathlon obviously i'm not doing what you will see on the olympics i'm i'm not doing anywhere near uh the the distances that they are doing uh obviously we're talking um swim ride and run now some of the some of the triathlons that i've done where i've completed the whole thing have been yeah that it's sort of more for for raising money or you know they're kind of women only and it's all fun and lovely and supportive and it might be you swim you know, 50 meters, you ride two kilometers and you run 500 meters. Like they you know, they, it's all oh, scaled okay. down. Yeah. You know, all you, right. you yeah. I was just going like, yeah, you're going to swim five Ks and no. then you're going to cycle <laughs> for 50 Ks and then I don't know, run for a thousand miles. Yeah. I mean, there are those triathlons available. I have never done one of those. I have done the bigger ones where I've been a part of a team. So I have run, I have, done the swim leg which is 1.5 kilometers and then somebody else has done the ride which is 40 k's and somebody else k's is no it's mean a, feet it's a like a long way i could tell you know, especially when you have not trained since high school and you're you've drunk all of the beers in your 20s and done many of those <laughs> pub crawls that you talked about Sarah, and you've done no training when you get into the ocean and uh, you're then swimming against the tide and waves and other angry men in dt's uh and for those of Ugh. you who aren't australian who don't know what dt's are we call them dick togs um you know those tiny little stupid budgie bikini smugglers. budgie smugglers bikini bottom things that um that dudes wear to swim you get smashed by other swimmers in the water they swim over the top of you nobody cares it's very aggressive and gross i've definitely also done those this is terrifying to yeah, me I, i've done those triathlons as well um where yeah i just did one third of the three legs but i shouldn't have done any of them i never trained for any of them they all felt terrible and they were all terrifying and i i did that thing every single time that i do you know that i've done with fitness over my entire life where i set this huge bar and and i I say to myself if i've signed myself up for the triathlon i'm absolutely going to train you know like just the signing up for it's going to make myself this enormous goal goal yeah i'm gonna do it fail yeah yeah exactly and then i've done nothing because I've set up no systems. I've created no habits. I've done absolutely nothing. And then the day's arrived and there am I with like zero fitness, feeling so awful, trying to, yeah, swim, ride and run. The best one that I did though was I had done this stupid diet. I don't think it exists in any kind of scientific journal at all, except to say that you absolutely shouldn't do it. It was one of those like, um, zero carbs and like shake kind of diets where like two meals of the day is basically like powder that you add water to and then the third meal is a salad with nothing in it um and I'd done this diet to lose weight for like six months and I you know lost weight um but then I after doing this diet I had also signed up to a triathlon now I only had to do the 1.5 kilometer swim in this triathlon I didn't have to do the whole thing However, this was an ocean, like an open water swim in the ocean. No, 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 no. (laughs) We were in the sound at Southport. So, you know, there is land on both sides of you, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's, you're in the middle of nowhere when you're swimming out there. 
Aren't you um, afraid a shark will take you? This is what happened. So I get what? So I, I, I get <laughs> I get into the water. I'm swimming, and it was a, um, it was a really small bunch. That the best thing about swimming in a triathlon in the ocean in in the open water is that usually you're swimming with heaps of other people, so you kind of feel a little bit more safe. You know that safety in numbers type thing. And I also kind of stick to the middle of the pack because I think if a shark's coming, they'll pick off the outsiders, right? So you know the key is stay in the middle. Logic, absolutely. So after six months of no, absolutely no carbs, no energy, no muscle mass, like nothing, no strength, no fitness, I get into this swim and I'm in the middle of the Southport Sound and the water is dark, dark blue. It's like deep as dark as blue. And I look up and there's no one around me. So like the, the closest swimmers to me are the fast swimmers who are, you know, 50 metres ahead. And then behind me, they're and streaking you know, sort of, ahead. Yeah, yeah. 50 meters behind is the, sort of the slow pack. And I'm just like medium in the middle. I don't even know how I had the energy to be medium in the middle. I think it was just the anxiety that would, you know, push me through the adrenaline. And oh, I got into the middle. amazing stuff. Oh, I just, I, I, I look up and I'm alone and I have no energy and I start having a panic attack in the middle of the ocean. And mm-hmm. I literally was just like, I'm going to be eaten by a shark. I am by myself. I am like wearing a black swimsuit I am I look like a seal and there's going to be a shark coming <laughs> and I swam the rest of this swim with these images in my head picturing this shark coming up from the depths and eating me from below Dun and I was it. yeah exactly oh, oh my god I, I can feel the terror now I got out of the water I collapsed I was shaking I was so terrified it was one of the dumbest things I have ever done in the name of trying to get fit <laughs> Oh, God. I just want to give you a hug at this point. <laughs> kind of a little slap and then a hug. <sighs> yep. So, uh, silver medal, silver medal position for your dumb things? Oh, I I remember um, when I was doing, I paid, obviously, you can only get fit if you pay lots of money for something. Mm, That's an correct. important tip out there for, for young <laughs> players. Um, no, I was doing, um, I was a junior doctor and I had a, a PT session with, like, she was amazing, but she was clearly like a thousand times fitter than I was. And she had set up the circuit training session at the gym for me and she was pushing me hard. And instead of going, oh, I think this might be a little bit above my current fitness level, mm. I was just like, ah, I've paid for this. She's amazing. She's going to think I'm terrible if I don't complete it. So I pushed through and completed this like crazy intense session. Do you and remember then what you were pres- doing? Uh, like it was it was circuit so it was like two minutes of boxing and then like oh. two minutes of push-ups and then like running around the block and, and then ooh. running and yeah like it was it was an hour-long session and I wasn't fit enough to do it um, an, hour, an hour but I was Holy yeah um but I was too embarrassed to stop, to stop because yeah. yeah and I also I don't I don't why I have this desire to impress random people that I'm paying for their services is, is beyond me. But I was like, she'll think I'm an idiot. Um, and so I just there. pushed through it until I vomited. Oh. So I, I literally had to pull over, like pull across from the run that we were doing. And I like massively hurled. And oh. then I finished the session and then I went to work. I was a surgical assistant at that time. Oh my and God, your hands yeah, so would have been shaking. <laughs> Oh, my God, I was so sick because I was also, again, this was, you know, I was punishing myself through exercise to lose Mm. weight 
And so I hadn't eaten before this full-on session. So you completely then I think, depleted like, of all nutrients. Yeah. And, and oh. probably also like super dehydrated yeah. because it's very easy to be dehydrated when you're not paying great attention to what you're putting in your body. And, yeah, I just pushed myself to the literal point of vomiting and then, yeah, finished the session, vomited. I'm like, no, no, it's good. I'm fine. It's just, you know, we all just vomit a bit when we're exercising. That's totally normal, right? Um, and, yeah, then went to work. I did... <laughs> Never go back to see that personal trainer again, though. I was mortified. Not like I never put any of that back on her going, perhaps she should have, you know, helped oh, me no, to it assist was my fitness a bit better. you were the worst. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I was mortified. I've, yeah, I, <laughs> I've had some very dicey relationships with personal trainers over the years because I have this desire to impress them. I think that's totally that's totally fine and normal. You know, I definitely have done that. I, I have also um, paid lots of money for a personal trainer and only gone to like two sessions and then I started cancelling all the time and, and then she had to shift things around and, and then eventually we just stopped texting and I think I dropped like six or $700 on what effectively <laughs> ended up being two sessions. Like, <laughs> it's a weird yeah. relationship with a personal trainer. It's, yeah, I don't think it's a recipe for success. It works for some people. It never worked for me. No, no, I was always just, I was always a bit too terrified of them. So I would just say yes to everything. They'd be like, yeah. do you want to try some weights? I'd be like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you're ready to go up a, like a, a weight level in what you're lifting? I'm like, yep, yep, sure, sure, sure. definitely. Do you think you're sure, ready sure. to climb this rope to the roof? Okay, yep, um, sure. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm terrified of heights, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite memories of the personal trainers that I've um, paid for over the years was when, when I was going to the, to the PT um, before my wedding. So again, probably not doing this in a very considered way, but very likely to be um, starving myself and exercising as punishment. Um, but I cancelled my last PT session before the wedding. And then obviously, as I said, I you know went to, went to New York. I ate all the food, drank all the wine, had a wonderful honeymoon. How dare you enjoy your honeymoon? Hmm. And then I came back and uh, and I saw him at the um, at the Woolies that I'd go to. Yep. And I hid. I literally <laughs> because I, mostly I recognised that I had put on like six kilos since our last PT session. Which <laughs> like him. why would he give a damn? Would, like surely he that would be more money for him if if he could see. Yeah. That. yeah. Let's get it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hid. I literally like I put my dark sunglasses on. I was like. <laughs> trying like cautiously, like moving my trolley around the supermarket, making sure that he didn't see me. I was, again, just mortified that the person who I had paid money to to do their job was going to judge just you. be super judgmental and, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I've done all the dumb things. I don't know if it tips uh, my gold medal position for dumbest things I've ever done in the name of fitness, though. Number one for me is CrossFit. <laughs> Can I just say that? Just just CrossFit. I'm, I'm, I'm just biting my tongue. <laughs> Look, CrossFit is incredible. Uh, it's now like a worldwide phenomenon. There's CrossFit games all over the world. You know, it's, it's a combination of, oh, fuck, I don't even know what it's a combination. Everything, you know, weightlifting, boxing, gymnastics, like 
army SAS kind of stuff. It's yeah, yeah. insane. Like CrossFit is when you drive past the park on the weekend and you see those people in the park with those giant ropes, you know, flinging, trying to fling those ropes in the air. Like they've got one in each hand and they're just going woof, 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 and they look like they're about to die. Or they've got those giant tractor wheels and they're picking them up and pushing them over and picking them up again. Oh, and yeah. push, and you, <laughs> when in... When in your life will you ever need the skill of picking up a giant tire wheel and pushing it over? Yeah, we live oh. in like tiny apartments. We drive tiny cars. <laughs> anyway, I'm I definitely going to need the, the ability to move a tractor. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I was in my mid-20s, again, doing this to try and lose weight. Uh, you know, this that's a narrative throughout this whole thing is is punishment and trying to lose weight. Um, and, and also fear of looking stupid and not wanting to look dumb in front of people that, you know, now, like, we should never have cared about. That's, like, good for them, but we, their, their opinions shouldn't have mattered to us. But basically, I signed up for CrossFit. Um, I went to a club. And it, the club itself was half an hour's drive from my house, so definitely not setting up a good Convenient. system there. Yeah, the sessions were at five thirty every morning. I'm not a morning person. Your favorite so time? Can. Yep, <laughs> not not going to that. And they're insanely expensive. They were far too expensive for what I was earning at the time, and um, probably now actually. Like it's it it was amazing. If if you were using it every single day, it probably would have worked out to be a very expensive gym, but. Um, it wasn't, and I wasn't using it every day. And it was, yeah, it was a huge waste of money. It was such a massive investment. But basically, you rock up to CrossFit, you get a different, they call them WODs, workout of the day every day. Ah, um, that's what that is. I yeah, see people posting wad. about their WODs. Their WODs. Because it's just like WODs of cash. Yeah. Well, they I actually, wish. they don't have WODs of cash anymore <laughs> because they're doing CrossFit. <laughs> They've invested it all in uh, throwing tires. And so you rock up and everybody who's rocked up for the day stands in front of the coach and the, or the coach or the trainer and the trainer, you know, takes you through what the workout of the day is, breaks down all of the different exercises and what you need to do. Um, and then basically you break off into groups and you complete that workout together and it's very much about you know cheering each other on and you know encouraging and and that kind of stuff and look you know that aspect of it is awesome and also the other thing that's good about it is that you do scale it down to where you're at so even if you're in a group of three or four other people and they're and they absolutely were way fitter than I was and will ever be your version of what you're doing is less than what they're doing so you're kind of just racing yourself but you do it in a in a group, so you know, it, it, there is a positive there. I remember though, like it does. There are elements of weightlifting in um in CrossFit, and I remember you have to like start by learning the technique of. You've seen it. You've seen it in the weightlifting when um the athlete has the bar. The, you know they're kind of crouched over and they've got the bar just above their feet, and they kind of spring it up into the air, and then they lift it up above their head, and then they might be in sort of like a, a lunge position, and they stand up. You have to learn how to do that. You got to learn how to do it properly. I mean, it looks phenomenal. It does. It looks amazing. But um, you, before you put any weights on your bar, you have to just practice the movement with the bar. And the bar itself is like twenty kilos or something. So you know, it's not nothing if you've got no fitness. But it was too much for me. I had to use like a PVC bar. <laughs> That was all I could do. And I was doing that over and over again. And then all of a sudden I started to get like tingling in my fingers. And I like mentioned that to the trainer. I was like, oh, my fingers are tingling. And he was like, okay, you should stop now. You, th- you should stop. And I was like, why? And he was like, oh. Oh, I'm so pleased he said that. <laughs> He's like, you know, you, like, don't, like, you don't want to maybe that like. That means you're not lifting heavy enough. <laughs> 
go harder. He was just like, no, no, well, you don't really want to like, you know, do it wrong. And like, you might be like damaging some nerves if you're doing the repetitive movement, you're doing it wrong. But I was like, okay, I think I'm done now. Like, I think when I'm at the point where I'm damaging nerves, <laughs> I'm spending way too much money. I feel like shit. It's 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> See you later, CrossFit. You are done. <laughs> I remember I remember when you started doing CrossFit and I just, I, in my mind, I was just like, she's so amazing. I just, <laughs> there's like, there's no way that I could even attempt CrossFit because I'm not fit like she is. She's so amazing, I would, but I'm too scared to do any kind of group sport activity, which is why I always would have like a single personal trainer. Personal trainer, because yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't want to be in a room with all of these crossfit amazing athletes that i had totally assumed you were equal to no not even close <laughs> crossfit's a, like it gets a little bit it can get a little bit culty oh it's absolutely culty i think i even i felt like looking back at it now i think i would have seemed very much like i drunk the Kool-Aid with you you know like love it, the leader <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the wad <laughs> Be the wad. <laughs> Box jumps. There's like these uh, stupid things where you have to like, you're like stand on one leg and try and lower yourself completely to the ground, just balancing on one leg and then stand up again. Oh, what? Oh, I've like, seen people do that. Yeah. How is that even possible? Right. I mean, it's amazing when you can do it, but I don't need to. <laughs> there's no, there's no and, point and in my life no, where I need that skill. And there's no need to assume that if like, Fitness is the ability to do that. Yes. Like fitness is the ability to go for a 20-minute walk. Fitness is the ability to, to do a 10-minute yoga session. Fitness is the ability to, you know, swim 50 metres. But for some reason, I think we've often kind of got it in our brain that fitness is the ability to run a 10K whilst you've got the flu or to do a triathlon without <laughs> any training or to, you know, not tell your personal trainer that you might be struggling a little bit and You're just about to push hurl. on until you yeah. throw up. <laughs> I, I totally agree. We've, we have set the bar way too high, which is why none of these things ever stuck. And on top of that, a lot of the reasons why we were doing them was to lose weight and to punish ourselves. Um, punish you know, myself for eating good food. Yes. Because if I'm enjoying had eaten life. an amazing dinner the night before, because I love cooking, my husband loves cooking, my friends love cooking, is that I would then want to punish myself with exercise the next day. Um, yeah. We, we, we need to change that. We do. Uh, let's get to your gold medal position, though. <laughs> Well, my gold medal position is that I basically own the entire Rebel Sports store. <laughs> we, we have a storage cage and in that storage cage is like a couple of things like that you might normally find in a storage cage, maybe like a, a camping barbecue or something. An esky. I don't go camping yeah. either, an es esky. But then, yeah, then I have like the entire contents of a Rebel Sports store. Um, I, yeah, look. If you ever need to borrow, like, tennis rackets, squash rackets, any kind of gym equipment, uh, any kind of outdoor athletic, you know, athletic equipment, you know, let, let me know. I have, have invested. I have invested because in my mind, I could, and I could also put things off. I could put off starting any kind of athletic pursuit because I didn't have the gear yet. So, yes. you know, there was no point going for a walk unless you had bought brand new walking shoes there was no point in you know having a friendly game of tennis unless you had 
all of the tennis gear, the tennis outfits, the tennis shoes, you know, because you need different shoes for every activity. Um, And, yeah, look, I've just – I think the dumbest thing that I have done for fitness is just the literal amount of money that I have spent on, yeah, like obviously the entire contents of Rebel Sport, definitely buying gym memberships that I failed to cancel for years after I stopped going to that gym. Yes. Um, Definitely, you know, paying for the personal trainers that I would pay in full and then not attend the sessions. I would cancel the sessions. Um, And signing up for programs as well, like signing up for stuff online that I wouldn't ever finish. Um, And these are, you know, these are not bad things. Like CrossFit is not a bad thing to do. Signing up for, I did the Michelle Bridges 12-week thing. It's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing to do. Is it like a boot camp? It's like it's an online, it's one Uh, of the online things. So I think there's like a, um, from memory, because I didn't complete it, um, I bought it. I didn't do it. Um, (laughs) I think that there's like like an eating program and an exercise program and it goes for 12 weeks because 12 weeks is as long as you need to think about your fitness for. Definitely don't. You know, it's it's all these sort of just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. So how do, how do I get fit? Well, I need to pay someone a bunch of money. I need it to be for a very discreet set of length of time. Mm. And uh, and I just never finish these things. Oh. I have spent literally thousands and thousands of dollars. But the fun thing is that I have spent bugger all money on my fitness over the last 18 months. And yeah. I'm definitely, like, I bought... And even some of the stuff that I did get at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm really getting into my yoga. I need to get some yoga blocks. I don't even use them. I'm actually using one right now as my mouse pad. Um, <laughs> you just, you don't need, like, invest invest in your mental strategy. You don't need to invest in a whole heap of gear. You just don't need to spend thousands of dollars to start to introduce a little bit of fitness into your life. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly it. And, you know... It- also, in the spirit of last week's episode, and we're talking a lot about not letting the, the negative self-talk take over, when Sarah and I talk about these dumb things that we've tried and how ridiculous <laughs> they were and how much they make us laugh now and shake our heads, they weren't a waste of time. They might have been a waste of money, but they weren't a waste of time. Because just because we didn't stick with them doesn't mean that we can't be fit people who exercise It just means that through trying some of these things, we discovered things we didn't like. We discovered systems that were not going to fit into our life. We discovered what not to do. So, like, even though, you know, you could look at them and you could say that they were mistakes, they were actually just brilliant lessons about fitness fads that weren't for us. And as Sarah said, you know, there's nothing wrong with CrossFit. There's nothing wrong with boot camps. There's nothing wrong with triathlons or or ocean swimming or any of those things. Whatever works for you has to work because it fits into your life. It's something that you can do every day. You can make the space for it without completely overhauling your life and, and every every other aspect of your life falling to pieces. You know, that's the key. And if you hate these things, like if you hate ocean swimming. Don't do it. Then don't do it. You're not a failure. <laughs> no. Not becoming the world's greatest ocean swimmer. You know, start walking. That might be your thing. I think that, yeah, whenever you kind of, you or I have attempted these things in the past and then we've like realised that, you know, you hate getting up at 5.30 in the morning and pushing tractors, that's not a failure on your part. That's just you haven't chosen the right thing to do yet. You haven't found, you haven't found the the exercise that you can actually incorporate 
in a regular way? Yes. And and I think the biggest thing is, you know, moving away from thinking of ourselves as failures for not being able to subscribe to these fitness fads um, and bring that expectation down, you know, all the time. And like, I, I'm, I'm going to bring up my sister-in-law, Elle, again, because we've had this discussion where, you know, we text back and forth. And sometimes I can hear in Elle's, you know, voice that she's saying, oh, like I only did like 10 minutes of walking or I only did this or like, you know, I, I, I need to find time in my day to do a really big workout. And the thing is, you don't. Literally all you need is 22 minutes at a bare minimum of moderate exercise. And if that's, yeah, just walking for 22 minutes and you split that up into three, you know, 10 or so minute walks across a day, that doesn't add up to 22, you know what I mean? But, you know, like you, even if you split it up across the day because you can't do it in one chunk, even if it's just walking, that's still enough. That's all you need to do. We need to lower that bar, bring down that expectation. You don't need to be able to smash a 45-minute CrossFit wad or, you know, get out on the bike path and, you know, cycle for 80 kilometres. Um, having said that, I do have to shout out to my brother who sent me a um, – a screenshot of a ride he did the other day. Three and a half hours, he rode 83 kilometres and he wanted to know if that was good enough to make the podcast. <laughs> so, yes, it is. Well done, you. Which, one, am, of, which one of your amazing brothers did this? The youngest one. Yeah. Uh, I'm never Bloody doing it. Bloody legend. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm not doing it, but. No, yeah. I'm never doing it. I don't have the time for that. And also, no, just High no. five. Little, little bit of showing off, but, you know. <laughs> But that's the thing. We need to lower that expectation that we have on ourselves, lower that bar and just bring it back to something that you actually don't mind doing and that yeah, you Yeah, try and find the do. fun in it. I, yeah. went for a, I went for a bike ride yesterday after work because I had had just the most intense, ugly, busy pandemic week and I was totally exhausted. Um, which doesn't sound like the ideal time to go for a ride, but it was because I just managed to get a little bit of fresh air in my face and and I enjoyed it. It didn't feel like exercise. It felt like just being in nature for a little bit, getting some fresh air, getting a little bit of afternoon sunshine. It's, yeah, don't punish yourself. Find something that you don't completely hate and that you can do every day easily that it fits into your life and again that you're not overhauling everything else set up that system first create that habit just do it every day that's enough no crossfit that's it unless you love crossfit unless you in love which it. case i don't know why you're listening to this podcast, i don't think this is the podcast you know. for you <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening to this podcast the the, ama- the amazing crossfit people are busy doing their wads <laughs> doing their wads Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Thank you for stopping by. Make sure you like, follow, and share. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at Women Like You podcast and let us know how you're going building your exercise habit. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And on the next episode, we'll share some of our favourite free workouts that you can do anytime from the privacy of your own home. Love it. So love good. you. I love you too. Oh. I had I had Vegemite toast before this recording. Trade in honor in honor of our Vegemite <laughs> you, toast you're honoring, sessions that we used to do. You're honoring. I'm calling you a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I have abstained from Vegemite toast until this pandemic is over. It's my first piece of Vegemite toast that I have had since we shared Vegemite oh, toast together. One day. One day. One day.